want to learn how to become a millionaire? Are you committed to having financial freedom? To learn the secrets to building and managing a million dollar business, whatever it takes? Because today the opportunities are greater than ever to achieve your goals. Welcome to How to Be a Millionaire. In this show, we are on a mission to educate and empower a thousand new millionaires over the next 10 years through our nonprofit foundation at millionairestraining.org and through our fast track implementation programs at millionairesacademy.com. I'm your host, Sydney O'Sullivan. Some call me the Millionaire's Mentor because I've been building million dollar businesses for over 20 years. And in this show, I interview other millionaires in my network and get them sharing their best advice to create your big vision, discover your life purpose and legacy, build your dream team, develop a millionaire mindset, scale your business, invest for success, and manage and share your wealth and prosperity over the long term. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. It is Sydney O'Sullivan, and my guest today is Jen DeVore Richter. Yay! Hi, Jen. Hey, Sydney. Thank you for having me. <laughs> okay, well, let me tell you about her because she is awesome. Uh, she is the CEO and founder of Boss Women Rock. And she's known as the powerhouse producer for rising influencers using her proprietary rising influencer profit process. Her clients gain a clear path to profitability in less time. In under 45 minutes, Jen and her team can deliver a business breakthrough, outlining exactly how your business could reach your revenue goals without spending more. Now, she has an amazing story. Um, and I get to see Jen a lot because we're in some of the same communities and she's always being asked to speak because she just has so many fantastic strategies for success. Thank you so much for being a part of this, this exciting project. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. So Jen, we're going to talk about what it takes to build your influencer brand and what you do for your clients. Tell me, actually, I'd really like to just, if you share your story a little bit, because you worked at NASA. When you were young, right? You started out, actually, you had a business that failed first. Mm -hmm. so, uh, well, yeah, I started at NASA. Oh, started at NASA, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And you were doing a lot of their marketing. You were doing a lot of their media and national press conferences and, and lobbying for NASA to get more money at the White House. And so she had a really, really a majorly important job. But what was the problem? Uh, well, the problem was they weren't paying me great it, because it was a government contract. The pay was terrible. Like you were saying, I had all this responsibility. I was managing multi-million dollar advertising campaigns, lobbying Congress in Washington, D.C. on Capitol Hill, and just doing uh, these amazing things, which are I'm grateful to have the, ex the experience and the opportunity to do so. But the hours were long and the pay was terrible because it was government. And that's what happened. And that's why I decided to quit corporate and become an entrepreneur was because I wanted freedom in my life. I wanted time freedom and financial freedom. And, and of course it just was like, it was miraculous. You just, you took all that experience. You went out, you started a business instant millionaire, right? I wish. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> yeah, no. Um, the first business that I ever had actually was a photography studio. And I was a marketer who was doing photography on the side. And this is a common story, I think, with a lot of entrepreneurs. When, they, when you decide you want to start a business, you go with what your hobby is oftentimes, right? You say, oh, I really love this hobby, cake baking or photography or whatever it is. And you turn that into a business. And that's what I did at first. And I was a very professional and uh, successful photographer for seven years. And I was, I was successful there making six figures, but it was in no means a seven figure business at that time. I didn't know how to scale a business back then. And I was really still trading time for money. Um, which, so I don't consider that a failure in financial failure, but I do consider it a time failure and that I was still in the time for money trap and I burnt myself out. So then I pivoted and became a marketing consultant working with small business owners. Cause that's the only other thing I know how to do well, is take pictures of marketing. Before we get into that though, knowing what you know now, mm -hmm. how would you have scaled that photography business? Because you're a lot smarter now. Right. Yeah. Would you, right. I, I do actually, I, I did an interview, another interview with a client who coaches photographers and it's totally possible to build a multi-million dollar business yes. when you're in the service industry. What would you do now to scale a business like that? What I would do differently is not brand it my name, number one. And I would have trained my assistants. I had two assistants, Josh and Stephanie, and I would have trained them on how to do their own selling so that when leads were coming into the business, clients would be set up with the expectation that it wasn't going to be me to shoot the wedding, that it would have been them. And then I would have just taken a commission or they would have just been an employee under my bigger business, but I didn't do that. I had the entire business built under my name. Clients wanted me to do the work and my assistants were just there to assist me. And I didn't, I just, and I didn't, I should have been more patient with myself too on the exit strategy when I was deciding that I didn't want to do it anymore. I really had worked myself to death. <laughs> when you get to that, point, you get to that point, you just give up. I know. I, I gave up. I, I just, I just walked. I remember away. I, I built a very successful catering business when I was, yeah. uh, and I got pregnant. My daughter came three weeks early, and I remember we had actually put an ad in the paper for a chef to come in and help with the catering because I was having a baby, but she came almost a month early. And um, the day I gave birth, we had, this was before mobile phones. So we had the phone, the house phone was just ringing nonstop with people applying for the ad, but it was too late because I was now catering with a newborn and you just, and, and you, when you're in that state of, of panic, you just don't, so I just shut the whole business down. Whereas I probably could have sold it had I, being in a clear headspace, right? You get it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that yeah. was me too. I was just so tired and so exhausted. And I had some other exciting things happening in my personal life. And I just wanted to kind of move on with my new life and just kind of leave it behind. And so I, I regret that. That's one of my entrepreneurial regrets is not. Right. That's right. We're, just here, we're here to teach. We, we've, we've all bounced back and now we're just here to <laughs> teach others who are maybe feeling like they're trapped in a similar situation. So I'm thinking that even if you have built your business in your own name, you mm -hmm. can still scale. And by if everybody wants you, then you put your price up. Right. So you make it you have an affordable level for your for your like licensees or franchisees, or you can start bringing in your, your people that want to learn from you, you know, your assistants, train mm -hmm. them up 
and then uh, they become your, uh, you know, second tier, right? And then if people want you, they have to pay more. To the yeah, point where- Yeah, totally you, get that now, right? <laughs> I just wasn't yeah. thinking yeah, that's, a, that's what we teach people as coaches. Yeah. So it's like, um, don't give up. If you've done it wrong, it doesn't matter. You can still rebrand too. Like you can keep, you can phase from your brand too. But we're gonna be talking about building your personal brand anyway. So we think it's good to build your personal brand, uh-huh. but you're saying that also think about if it's a business that involves time, a time money exchange, like a service business, then that might be something that's better out of your name because you can sell it, you can grow it and other people can run it, right? Yeah, that's why I've created the Boss Woman Rock brand. It's a its own brand. And I have the magazine funnel in, you know, service that I provide. It's called Instant Media Mogul. So it, when I get to the point where I want to sell those divisions off, they're not, they are attached to me because I'm the creator of them, but I'm not permanently attached to them because they can, it's a community, Boss Woman Rock in particular is a community that lives on its own. I'm part of it, but I'm not the whole entire, I'm not the whole entire brand now. So that's the, I took those lessons that I learned as a photographer and I've applied them now into my, you know, coaching, consulting and marketing service business and so lessons learned, but you yeah, right? a positive. <laughs> That's right. We're here to share the lessons we've learned so other people don't have to go through the same pain, right? Mm-hmm. So um, then you went into your own, because you were a good marketer, you'd done the marketing at NASA, you'd done all this stuff with the media, mm-hmm. and you had a built a successful photography business. So just you just set yourself up as a consultant, right? And an agency. And then yeah. what happened? Then I got sick. So that, so I, I had a little office at the beach in Atlantic beach. I could hear the waves crashing, walk outside, have my toes in the sand. And I thought everything was perfect. I hired my first employee and we were doing a lot of web design and SEO and yeah, traditional agency services for business owners. Um, and everything was going okay, but I was still in year one. So I was still in you know, launch mode really and establishing myself and getting our groove down with how we were going to attract clients. Cause I wasn't a speaker back then. So we were still getting our groove down into what was going to work for us. And I got really sick and I ended up having four organs removed in three surgeries in two years. <laughs> so imagine, you know, you're, you're early on in your entrepreneurial journey. I'm, I'm full of, um, fire. I'm full of enthusiasm and I've made some mistakes and I've learned some things that I want to do differently in my business. And I just ran out of runway just because I was dealing with the health battle. So unfortunately I had to close my office and turn my employee loose and start all over from scratch then. And I was thinking, you know, at first I was thinking, Sydney, I'm like, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe just being an entrepreneur is just too hard. And I had moments where I thought about giving up. I did. I mean, I have, I've had moments where I thought, you know, what would be easier? Just go back to corporate, just collect a paycheck and do the status quo and have health insurance. (laughs) But there was something inside of me, even, even after I, you know, took some punches, even after I had to close my office down, even after I had to be humbled and say, you know what, you, even though you're this big marketing expert, you still have a lot to learn about business. And so I just felt like there was, I wasn't done. My story wasn't done. My business model wasn't done. And I wanted to, I wanted to prove it to myself, 
but I also wanted to be able to take all the lessons that I had learned about systems and scaling and pricing yourself for what you're worth and how to attract clients. I just wanted to, wanted to package that up and use it for a purpose that was greater than just me. Right. And so I use that, I use those failures. I use those setbacks. I use those, you know, bottom out moments as an opportunity to start again, but in a better way each time. And so then I came back, I resurrected myself yet again, <laughs> and I came back. And so my first seven figure business that I ever built, because I know this is for seven figure businesses. Yeah, yeah, sure. After, after all of that, after those two punches and going, oh, this is not for me. And my comeback story was that I built my first seven figure business after wanting to give up. That was my, the next success that I had. And I built it off of a traditional, more of a still traditional agency model. But the things that I did differently were putting in systems, putting in teams, had business partners. I didn't take on all of the responsibility on my own trading. I wasn't stuck in the trading time for money trap. And so that was, and I was so proud. I remember the day when I opened up the QuickBooks and saw that we had reached over a million dollars. And I was just, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that um, after everything that I had gone through, that I had finally done it, that I had finally built a seven figure business. I was so proud of myself. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. I wanna go back and, and uh, uh, unpack a little bit of that, okay? So you said that it was interesting. It was the, the one that really became successful for you. And I'm guessing, did you enjoy it too? Brought you a lot of joy? Like you, you still pretty much, you do a lot of that today still. Right? I, I do do a lot of it. You know, like I said, every business that I've ever had this is my fourth one. <laughs> Every business that I've ever had has taught me something new. So it was, it wasn't, I'm, I know I don't want to paint it as like, you know, rosy colored glasses where everything was perfect. And I had nothing but hundred percent joy. It was still hard. I had moments, uh, a big battle for me was, was working with business partners. Yeah. And having to, so the lesson I learned there was that I don't deal well with business partners, <laughs> right? It's very challenging. It's very challenging to find somebody who, I mean, think about how hard it is to stay married or stay in a relationship with somebody. Um, that's pretty much what you're doing when you take on a business partner is you're, you're agreeing to share your assets and share your life, right? Yeah. So it's really challenging finding the right business partners. But I want to just go back one step further and, and hold that thought because it's good stuff, right? So you were saying though that you would, pretty much you, would, you were thinking maybe I should just quit. And then you thought, but there was something in you. And I think this is really, I find this in my own life because I've built multiple seven figure businesses too. And what I have found is it's when I think, why am I doing this? Like, why don't I just, uh, why don't I go back to flipping houses or, or flipping restaurants, which are things that I've done, right? Um, <laughs> taking over rundown businesses and fixing them up. Yeah. Why don't I go back to that? And then I, I'll, I'll sleep on it. Maybe I'll have a little vacation or, and then I'll have like a breakthrough. Suddenly uh, I'll see things differently than I saw them before. Do you find that too? Yeah. I took a six month sabbatical, I guess you could say. And I just, I, I was healing. I mean, it was a forced sabbatical because I was recovering from surgery and spending a lot of time on my couch thinking and contemplating and wondering about the bigger purpose in my life and going, well, okay, well, how can I take these gifts and talents that I have and turn them into a business that I'm really going to love? That's not going to burn me out. That's not going to stress me out. 
that is going to be more of a lifestyle business, not tied to an office location, not where I'm having to manage a bunch of employees and have business partners and all. How, how can I do this? And I didn't know. I didn't know all of the details about every little decision that I was going to make. But what I did have was a vision, <laughs> really. I saw myself in a different way. I saw myself in a bigger way and using the, the difference really for me, Sydney, was how can I use my gifts and talents, what I'm really good at to impact other people's lives instead of going, how can I use my gifts and talents to make money to live? Because that's, that's where I was at the beginning of the entrepreneurial journey. I was just going, how can I replace my corporate six-figure salary? That was it. That's all I was worried about. And then when I was left with nothing and had the opportunity to start from scratch, I said, okay, let me just pivot that in my mind. Let me change the way that I'm thinking about this. And if you really want to grow an amazing, awesome business, you can't make it about you. You can't make it about survival and just paying bills. It will never, it will never bring you that joy. It won't pull you forward enough. It will just, not. It's not motivating enough. Like you it's need a too hard too. big vision. You need something yes. that, um, that will keep pulling you along because the journey of entrepreneurship or being in your own business, it, it requires an amazing amount of resilience, commitment, uh, not quitting, uh -huh. you know, staying the course, having something to pull you forward, don't you think? Like, yes. just, yeah. yeah, I mean, I had a divorce as an entrepreneur. I had a, my first husband left me. I had four organs removed and three surgeries in two years. Um, I had lost an office. I've bottomed out so many times, but I knew when it became not about me, when it became about something bigger, when it became, for me, my mission is to inspire and empower entrepreneurs and women in particular, right? And to teach them what I know about marketing and how to make money. That's, that's what I do. Okay. But I made it about them and not about me. And that's the thing that makes the difference. That's the, the difference in, you know, taking on clients that you don't want to take on just because you need to, to put food on the table and making compromises in your business and in your life or working with clients who love you, who are willing to pay you what you're worth and to wake up in the morning and feel like this is my purpose on earth. This is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life and getting great feedback. And, you know, I know we're going to talk about authority and influence, but being asked to share your ideas, because when you make it not about you and you make it about other people, that's, that's when the magic happens in your business. Hi, this is Sydney. And thanks for listening to the show today. If you'd like today's episode, please let us know. Hit the subscribe button so you can get updates on our new episodes. Leave us a comment or review. We love all of your feedback. Share the show with your friends and most importantly, come introduce yourself at our free online community at millionairestraining.org.